You're listening to the God, 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 God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Of God Stories Radio. This is session 220. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And this week I was promoted to not Tina. <laughs> not Tina in the house. That's the voice of Joe Ormsby. Yes. Been it's, here for us uh, last couple of weeks. Filled in for Mikey. Did a Thursday job. night. Thursday night, baby. Under yes, the sir. lights. Wouldn't rather be anyplace else. Amen. Got that right. Speaking <laughs> of Mikey, what's going on over there? Just uh, still coming down from uh, last week. Yeah. The reason why I was not here. The boot camp. The boot camp. It was unbelievable. John Eldridge. Wild at Heart boot camp. John Eldridge. It was amazing. Hmm. That's what I hear. Um, Did the Lord give you a, a nugget or oh, two? He gave, me, he gave me a nugget, I think. But um, we had a couple guys show up. Um, Dan Andrews a friend on the security team and then a uh, young guy in my group. Uh, they ended up going up the last minute. They ended up uh, signing up and going up. And uh, for them, I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, Fantastic. <clears throat> when Saturday night came, they usually, they usually show, show a video. And then usually at the end of the video, you get sent out with a couple of questions and just you and father out in a spot where you want to go by yourself. And um, Saturday night, they decided to opt not to do the video. And the leadership team was uh, got on stage. And then they had a couple of guys come up and give a, uh, a testimony of something that, that happened to them. And um, after that was done, uh, one of the leaders asked if they had, anybody had any questions in the, in the group. And there was a few questions. And... And um, it just kept on going through, through a few questions. And then, and then he asked, does anybody need any prayer? And <laughs> um, there was probably about a half a dozen hands that went up. And there was not an empty seat. Or there was. All seats were empty. A bunch, a bunch of guys went to one spot to pray over one guy, guys at another spot. And on top of that, Dan Andrews was sitting two seats away from me, and he didn't raise his hand, but he should have. And the guy that asked in the leadership team if anybody wanted prayer felt the Holy, led by the Holy Spirit to go start praying over Dan. Ah. And the next thing you notice, about 10 guys over him praying over him. And you could just look down, and it was just a big old wet spot on the floor. It was unbelievable. And 
Um, you can run, but you can't hide. Yes, sir. And out of all the boot camps they've had over the years, and they have a couple a year, um, they said that nothing has ever happened like that Saturday night. Nothing. Wow. It was unbelievable. It was. Fantastic. I'm glad Mikey. I was there. Between that and the new truck, man, life's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's great to be back on Thursday night. That's yes, for sure. Yes, it is. Good to have you back, Mikey. Uh, I was actually going to try and listen live, but uh, there was where this place was, there was no service. You're not allowed to have your phone out there. You're not supposed to, but people did. And I had mine too, but it didn't come out of the truck because there was no service. (laughs) So just as well. Yes. You got to unplug, plug into the right source there, you know. Some of the guys did when they did unplug, they said it was awesome because they just got away from everything. And that's what you need to do in order to be in that silent mode with him a couple times a day asking those certain questions it was awesome amen to that well tina's uh, out again tonight uh she is feeling better thank you for all the prayers and support um it is it has paid off it's been been slow but they've got her on some new blood pressure medication and it appears to be working so uh she's feeling relatively normal no side effects through a couple days of work here and uh, I'm just just happy to see her back to herself. Absolutely, it's been uh, yeah. She looked really good when I saw her on Sunday. Yeah, it was. It, I'm glad she she showed up. Yeah, yeah. So, Mikey, it's on you, man. We're gonna do the uh, shout outs. Is it on me? It is on you, since we don't have, have the lovely Miss Tina. Okay. Well, Facebook likes. We have Cameron Alley. Cameron, thank you. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. We have Jay Calhoun. Uncle Jay, he works in the front office at FUMC. Oh, okay. So you know him, huh? Oh, yeah. All right. Then you His have... wife, too, I think. Jessica LaFrance Calhoun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. Yep. Jessica does um, visuals for us in the uh, traditional side. All, All right. right. Mm-hmm. Anybody think- else out there that hasn't liked this yet on Facebook... Please do so wherever you are, if you can do it. There was one more that came in. Uh, Happy to announce number 800 that hit was actually uh, my wife, Elizabeth Ormsby. Okay. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Yeah, 800 likes, and uh, she just sent me a picture. Send her a quick shout-out here on the air. She and my son, James, are uh, staying up to listen to at least the first part before he goes to bed. Oh, Uh thank you, Liz. Appreciate that. Here they are. Hello. Oh, look at James. All right. My bud. <laughs> he looks like he's ready for bed. He's oh, warming yeah. up to me. <clears throat> Took right. him a while. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. A new country. <laughs> country number 104, Zambia. 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 Welcome, Zambia. Got to be Africa. It is. It just, just keeps the other, coming. Other side of Groveland, I'm not sure. <laughs> it just keeps Is coming. that where they put the Burger King out there in the... Groveland? No. Hey, welcome all our uh, brothers and sisters in Zambia. Thank you so much for yes. listening, and we just appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Drop us a line at godstoriesradio at gmail.com. Let us know you're listening. Send your prayer requests. We love it. We'd love to hear from you. All right. We did have someone drop us a line, Fritz. Really? Nancy Hendricks. Oh, What'd you say? She, she uh, when you posted that picture of us five years ago on Facebook, yeah, 
Um, she says, thank you so much. I found you guys originally on Spotify and how I found out you guys are on Facebook. I have told some friends about you guys. I listen to you guys at work and have caught up to the current. So another one like Ray and Robert, they caught up to the current. Thank you very much for sharing all you guys do on the radio. I can relate to so many of these personally. I have not been I have not been where some of you have been, but I have had my struggles and fight demons myself. I'm so thankful that I have Jesus in my life and am learning how to listen and obey his wishes. Keep up the good work and look forward to listening to you all. Wow, now that's some encouragement. Yes, it is. So anybody Whoa. else out there, you can Thank encourage you us, so go much for it. encouraging us. Keeps us going. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, a birdie on 18. Doesn't matter how bad you played, you're coming back. Uh-huh. Just the way it is. That's <laughs> how you end Fantastic. the game. Fantastic. Joe, what's going on over there? You know, you're uh, you're looking at it right now. Just uh, really excited to be here a second week in a row. Been looking forward to joining you for over a year now. Nice to be here uh, two weeks in a row. <laughs> Joe is a natural. I, you know, he hasn't even been on the show to give his testimony. I'm like, Joe, get over here. There's a mic. Sit down. You know, he just was natural, just right in there. So, well, without further ado, we got a couple of brothers in here tonight. I, I've been looking forward to this. I always love it when they got these guys stop by. But we've got uh, Awaken Pastor Chris Tabone. Thanks for having me back. And I, Mac, I don't know your official, what is your official title at the church? Technically, it's Director of Student Ministries. Director of Student Ministries. Mac, Mac He's the Nano. student minister. Student minister. Or, yeah, minister to the student. Whatever you want to say. I got you. All right. Man who wears many hats. You got that right. It's actually got a nice one on tonight. I, I need does. to get me one of those. Yeah, man. Yeah. It does. Absolutely. Well, man, we're happy to have these guys in the studio. I'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about, but I would encourage you to chat on uh, Mixler with us. You can uh, send in your questions, comments, concerns, complaints. <laughs> So we're doing a, an open mic night Let's here. Let's do open mic night. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Chris and Mac both have something up their sleeve. They don't ever come empty-handed. No, Mac already has his Bible opened up. Speaking of Bible, that's that's a good question. We had uh, we had a question come in about, um, and uh, both of you can speak to this. Uh, yeah. What is the best way to go about choosing the type of Bible? You know, there's so many different uh, variations of Bibles. So it's, how do you guys recommend shopping for a Bible? I mean, it's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I think the way you start is you need to you need to think about what do you want it for? Do you want it for personal devotional use to just kind of challenge yourself to get into the word? Or do you want to really dig down deep and study through, um, you know, kind of the, the socio historical context of what was going on then? Um, and there during the Old Testament, New Testament times. Um, so you, you fall into two different categories. And then typically the way the Bible is translated today into English, um, there are three kind of overarching branches. There's um, thought for thought, which tends to be kind of the NIV uh, translation. And then there's word for word, which is kind of the ESV or NASB translations. And then there's paraphrased, uh, which are more of kind of this broad helping to bring to life. That's the Amplify, the NLT, and and the message, where the message is probably the most extreme 
in that. Um, for me personally, when, when working with students, I, I try to lean them towards an NIV or a, a CSB, Christian Standard Bible, which has become one of my my personal favorites as of late because it, it's really done well in its mm-hmm. way of trying to be honoring of the Greek and Hebrew and uh, Aramaic texts and bringing life to them, but also making them user friendly. But also, like when I study and I, I do, you know, I, I use a big churchy word, exegesis, um, and I get down into the the text and I look through the Greek and the Hebrew and everything. I like the English Standard Version um, to do that with. Um, but then I was talking with a gentleman today that you know the question is, do you want a devotional Bible? That's going to help, you know, kind of inspire you when you read, or do you want a study Bible that's going to help answer the difficult questions that you you find? And wherever you find yourself, you you lean towards one direction. You you want to be inspired through, you know, what people are saying about Scripture. Um, a lot of good devotional Bibles will have you know inspirational stories written by people, or do you want to you know find answers to some of the not all of the but some of the questions. That you have about about God's word, so that that tends to be it. I I'm a Bible nerd, so I've got several of each on my bookshelf. I, that ex- explanation was amazing. Uh huh. I've never heard you know this one's more for paraphrase and this one's more for word for word and this I well, I got it, man. <laughs> well, when I when I first got saved, I was uh, given an NLT mm-hmm. and I read that, read it through, and then somehow I got my hands on an NIV and I just was was easier to understand as far as I'm concerned, for me anyway. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at how each one is translated. Um, you know, the team of scholars who were behind each translation, uh, and, and all of that that goes into it. Um, now, you know, without getting too much into some of the subtle nuances uh, to them, the the truth is. The encouragement, I think Mac would agree with me on this, is the encouragement is to just get people into the word. Mm. So there are bad translations that you want to steer people away from bad translations. But for the most part, any of the really good translations that you would find at like a family um, Christian bookstore, which actually aren't in existence anymore, uh, like a Lifeway, which is about to not be a physical store anymore, ChristianBook.com. You know, some of these places... You know they're they're going to steer you in a good direction with a lot um, of possibilities, but it's just knowing going in like get a Bible, get in God's Word, mm. sit under the leadership of godly pastors and leaders who can help um, not answer all of your questions per se, but maybe challenge you to investigate and study more in community, right. so that God can reveal Himself through Scripture. Awesome. And a quick note too, um, I I don't. I probably have not studied as many translations as Pastor Chris has, um, but in my time, especially right now, I actually just got done doing two hours of Greek homework before I showed up into the studio. Um, and Greek is a beast in its own in its own uh-huh. sense. But um, one thing that you learn is that one Greek noun can mean many different things. Yeah. Um, and so the, the best way I can kind of relate this to you is that sometimes when you read a translation, it'll use a separate word, which are kind of the same thing. But, but the truth is we, as people have words that we cling to, or that hit us harder. Mm -hmm. Um, like for me, I believe my word of the season right now is remain. But when I tell someone that my word of the season is remain, they're like, Oh, that's kind of lame. But when you say that some translations, when you look at where remain is in the Bible is abide, people will, you know, abide is that buzzword almost. Mm -hmm. And so my recommendation would be to, to jump around. Um, when, don't, don't stay static when you're studying or when you're, even if you're doing it for devotional use or to be inspired, 
jump around um, and check out, put put the 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 side by side together. They have Bible Gateway has a, a wonderful way that you can do that, where you can put three to four translations at once, mm-hmm. um, and you'll get to see. And maybe a, a text that didn't make sense to you will start to make sense when a word that is more prevalent to your heart mm-hmm. kind of jumps out of the page. And one other thing that's just kind of cool, I actually shared it with our students. There's this this not super new, but a translation called The Voice, uh, and it actually does it as if it's a play. Um, and so oh, there's wow. a narrator and then there's characters and that's been really interactive too. Mm-hmm. So if that's something, if you like, if you're, you know, if you're into plays, if you're into going and seeing mm-hmm. shows, I think you'd honestly uh, get a lot from that too, because it has a new perspective. So I need to check that out. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Um, you know, Mac and I are, are both Asburyans, uh, Asbury Theological Seminary. And when you go to chapel, the, the professor who leads chapel for the public reading of scripture loves to use the voice. And um, it is so amazing how you can hear the story being told when you have all these different characters speaking it as though it was taking place now. So it's a great one to just to, to hear it. But Max, absolutely right. You know, find, find, and, and that's my point is like, find the Bible that you're going to open. Like mm-hmm. that's the best Bible for you is the one right. that you're going to open. So let's, right. uh, let, let's, let's expand on that. Right. So, yeah. so now someone, has selected a Bible, yeah, and they open the Bible. Do you recommend they start at page one? Or <laughs> and I know this is a loaded question. It depends on why you're opening the Bible in the first place. That's but a great question for somebody who's just looking to get into it. Yeah. Where do you start? Um, I understand you're supposed to start in John, John, and then go to Matthew and go through the New Testament. That's what I understand. That's okay. what I've heard. You know, it's interesting. Um, because that's exactly, you know, typically the places that we tell people to start to, you know, you start in the Gospel of John, because right. what does the Gospel of John teach you about? All about love. Teach about Jesus and, right. and, and who God is and the love that God has. John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he mm-hmm. gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You, you find this verse, which is the most googled bible verse after mm-hmm. you know that that football playing tim yeah. tebow guy yeah. wears right. it on his yeah, eyes right, right? Uh-huh. so you, you, we talk about starting there um i won't name the name of the pastor but i recently heard a pastor talk about you know there's no point in telling people to even start in the old testament and i'm like hmm. that just breaks my heart because you don't understand wow. the context of the oh, new really? testament if if you completely neglect the old testament but I, I would say similarly, like meet Jesus, start with Jesus. Our theology starts with Jesus. And then from there, expand out, um, uh, you know, read through Acts. See how the early church started. Mm. Read through, uh, you know, a, a positive letter to one of the churches, um, you know, that Paul writes, like Philippians, which has one of the most beautiful Christologies, which is just an understanding of the theology of Jesus in chapter two that talks about how he, you know, he comes from heaven, takes on the form of a servant, and he suffers death, even death on the cross. Um, but for me, I, I similarly was handed that NLT, New Believers Bible, when I when I gave my life to Jesus, I read Matthew through Revelation, read the whole thing uh, over the summer, um, and then was like, and then what? And I went back and I did something that I don't recommend. I don't recommend this. I read the minor prophets. I read Daniel. I okay, read yeah. Malachi. I, I read all these ones and they made no sense at all to wow. me in the context of going just like New Testament minor prophets. Cause I was reading it like basically backwards. 
Um, Might as well start in Ezekiel. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Good grief. So <laughs> Daniel. But I did get introduced to what I think is one of the best explanations of the gospel in the Old Testament is the book of Jonah. Oh, and, wow. yeah. and and to this day, it's one of my my I love that story. favorite I stories. Just do. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but that would I would agree. You know, start with the Gospel of John and and meet Jesus, Mac. Yeah, I'd agree uh, to start with the Gospel. It's it's funny because I I feel like as I have gone through seminary, they and, and you do more uh, exegesis, like he was saying earlier, and and more uh, in analysis of the, of the word. Apparently, John is one of the technically least accurate gospels but it's still my favorite so don't let that discredit anybody who's listening uh it's, it's still my favorite um just in terms of the perspective that it gives but i think that honestly you want to meet jesus uh you want to see his character you want to see his heart um and then the confusing parts about god's heart that we kind of find in the old testament can you have a little bit of a ground where you're not shaking your head right away right when you understand uh the satisfaction of the wrath yeah. Before you understand the wrath, right. I think that helps. Um, and so, yeah, I would I would also recommend starting starting with the gospel. Starting start with John. That's my favorite. Um, but also, you know, feel free once you've kind of gotten a picture of who Jesus is. That's when I would I, I like to pair uh, multiple things. Right, look at Genesis, mm-hmm. um, but also look at it alongside a Psalm. Uh, look at look at uh, the story of David. And definitely read the story of David alongside the Psalms because David's writing so many of the Psalms. Um, and then pair a proverb with uh, something like James. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I, I, I almost think that sometimes James is the New Testament version yeah, of I Proverbs. Love James. Uh-huh. I uh, love James. You know, yeah. Uh, we're going to preach on James in yeah. January, and that is, uh, you're stealing my, my yeah. you're stealing my thunder already. Yeah. Uh, He's super, super applicable. Super, he calls you out in a lot of ways. And Proverbs, oh, is, you know, Proverbs is yeah. point blank and simple. Hey, this is you know, do this. Right. Uh, a companion of fool suffer, uh, right. suffers harm. And 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 James is the same way. And so I think you know, pairing like minded uh, scriptures from the Old and New Testament, are, it's important. Right. Well, you, again, if you they go back, go, they start out and they read John, mm-hmm. and then they read the rest of the New Testament because when you go into the Old Testament, you get into books like Numbers, yep. mm-hmm. Deuteronomy. I'm, yep. preach, I'm preaching out of Numbers this weekend, and what's interesting is, like I think of a pastor who, when he planted his church, said, I'm going to preach out of Leviticus. We're, our first series is a brand new church plant. <laughs> We're going to preach through the whole book of Leviticus. And you know how it went for him? Not good. He grew one of the fastest growing really? and largest churches wow. in the country. He's not in ministry per se anymore. Um, guy by the name of Rob Bell. Um, Ooh, but when I he launched Marcel Church, name. yeah, he preached through the book of Leviticus. Wow. And it's it's pretty funny. He tells this story. I think it was in <laughs> I think it's in Velvet Elvis, um, which is a great name for a book. Um, but he talks about doing that, and it's crazy because nobody thinks to start there. But for him, he paired everything with the Gospels and talks about how everything Leviticus points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, a lot, of the, a lot of the Old Testament does point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, um, speaking of thunder, before we get into another question, I just wanted you guys to maybe touch on Serve the City a little bit and sure. maybe give a kind of a praise report and synopsis of Serve the City because yeah. um, there's a lot of folks that listen that, that don't know mm-hmm. what that is and uh, that we're involved, and I'd love to— have you guys just exploit it because it's, uh, I mean, God shows up. It's amazing. So absolutely take it away. 
do it, Mac. Yeah. Um, so Serve the City was birthed out of um, our church just kind of saying, what can we do to serve our community in a new way? What can we, how can we apply local mission uh, in a new way? And we kind of got a, a momentum builder through the youth group actually over summer when we did this thing called Reacts Week. And we, you know, we, we tried to reenact uh, the early church in the book of Acts. And mm. what they did is they gathered together, they prayed together, they worshiped together, they ate together, um, and they served together. They dispersed, uh, you know, served and came back together as one. And, and as we did that, there was this momentum in just realizing that sometimes we preach in the church uh, to go and do mission. But I think that if you go and do mission, sometimes it'll bring people back to the preaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that sometimes we, we, we can confuse that. We can almost overcomplicate it. And so we just said, let's what, see what happens if we go and we serve people. And, mm-hmm. and we partnered with the police. Uh, we partnered with uh, various organizations in the community. And then we, you know, had another opportunity to do that through Serve the City. And so we found areas in the community that were highlighted by the police and in areas that needed help. So we went and um, just homes that were in an area that we could paint uh, and we could just beautify a little bit and then go do some lawn work, stuff that's not super hard, um, but just takes willingness from yep. people's from people's hearts. And so we did that. We had uh, another group at our church that was stuffing teddy bears. Um, so, there, so there was all ages involved, right? We had kids, we had uh, the elderly, we had people who were able and in, in, in willing, you know, able, truthfully, to go and work outside because not everybody can do that. There um, was no barriers, there was, man. There yeah. was people yeah. coming in in walkers that could do something. Exactly. They, they sat and so you've already done and, that? Yeah, we did that this past Saturday. Okay. Uh, had a wonderful showing, had a wonderful response to um, just just the the love that was felt. Um, I think that very often we, we get to see and, and experience the giving, uh, but mm-hmm. we don't always get to see the feeling right. you know, when it's felt and when it's received. Mm-hmm. And, and we had so much response and so much uh, good stuff come from it. And I think it's going to be a real big momentum uh, booster and we're going to be doing more uh, we're going to be yeah. doing more serve the cities and, and hopefully we can promote that and, and if you're in the claremont area and you're you're able then you know come right. out on a saturday come out on whatever day that we're doing it and uh we'll, well be more than happy real life uh, has what they call serve day yeah and that is coming up on i think it's whatever saturday is 26th or 28th in october yeah. and the same thing we yeah. uh, pick areas that, but again we've got information from the police and everything else to what to do and and then everybody else can come together either the the groups and within the church they get them together and then do something on their own and uh they had they did it last year um and it was a a great Mm -hmm. a great success and Mm -hmm. that's why they're going to do it again this year um but to serve um my story going way back when god first found me i was none of that Mm. Not me. Uh-uh. Too proud for that. And when God got me with the two-by-four beside the head, um, the church that he found me was Grace Family Church in Lutz, Florida. Yeah. And um, um, think- on top of that, they, they went out on a Monday night to a certain spot in Tampa and fed the homeless. Mm-hmm. They packed up a trailer and they fed the homeless. They preached. They... Um, clothes and blankets and you know uh toiletries and stuff like that and um that was my first time ever doing something like that and when i was doing that i was as close to homelessness as the people were on the other side of the table when i was watching them walk through and i'm telling you the feeling that you have serving like that is unbelievable yeah yeah it makes no sense that's why you should do it right 
I've, I've, I've driven by that church, beautiful church, and I hear great <laughs> stories. Um, one of our sister churches is like two blocks over, two miles over from from their uh, mm-hmm. Bay Hope Church. It used to be okay. Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, and been out in that area a few times. And um, But, you know, the, the amazing thing about Serve Day for us is um, the simplicity of being out in Claremont and just, just doing love. Like, honestly, mm-hmm, yeah. Mac, Mac exactly. nailed it. That, like, too often we talk it, and now we right. got to go do it. Right. Like, we, we put our money where, the, where our mouth is, and we, we raised up, I think we had over 150 volunteers go out. And the cool thing about that, and I, I don't say that to, to, to brag, I say that simply for the fact that we had so many kids, you know, stuffing treat bags to go to um, the United Methodist Children's Home up up um, in the main Maitland, anywhere where uh, I'm drawing a blank on where the children's home is. They say it again. I believe it's in the land, right? Or Some somewhere, uh, somewhere around. There. Yeah, somewhere up in that area. Um, so we were, you know, we had little kids stuffing treat bags to go to these kids who are at the children's home. We had the the teddy bears going to the hospitals. We we were doing all these things. And one of my favorite stories is I get a I get a phone call from our senior pastor Doug. He's like, Hey, can you come grab my truck and go get some wood? And I was like, uh, Sure. So I, I get there and we load, we go to Home Depot, we load some wood, uh, me and another gentleman, and we go to this place and we literally built a ramp um, in the front of this woman's house because the ramp she had for her wheelchair access had just fallen apart. And it was it was a really tough situation. And the guy who was there serving, he, he showed up just to pressure wash and was like, no, I can't leave with this not being done. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, all, I remember that. He said, if I pressure wash this, it's, it's just going to fall. fall. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden, it, what went from, hey, we're just kind of here to help clean became a no, we care about your safety. We care about your well-being. We care about all these things and tangibly left something um, for this for this woman so that she had easier access in and out of the house. Not sure if it was this particular story, but the from what I understood, the woman was a little abrasive when they first got there. Uh-huh. And then by the time... It was finished. There was hugs flying, and mm-hmm. usually that's tears the case. flowing. Yeah, was that? Is that? The I don't right know st- if it was the same one. Um, you know, my my interaction was not necessarily with the homeowner, um, but it may have been because we. I left a team of far more capable gentlemen than myself there building it because <laughs> that is not my gift. Or no, knowledge. no, we know our lanes. We stay in yeah. them. You know, <laughs> I can buy the wood. I'm not building it. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. It's, you know, we, uh, we we came into the program today and heard 104 countries. Now, I'd, I'd love to put a call to action out if we could, because I'm sure yeah. that uh, listeners all over the world uh, probably have examples of what they're doing. If you've got a great story to share, please send it in. Fritz, what email address could they send it to? We can share some stories on the Facebook page. It is God Stories Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. Yeah, it'd be great if we can get some stories from around the world. We'd love to share those, uh, how we're mm-hmm. serving. And, and it's important to, you know, we look at mission very often as a global, you know, let's go and do global mission somewhere. But uh, I think the most eye-opening part mm-hmm. is to just realize that there's some of the same hurt and brokenness that you travel right for uh, right next to you. Oh, yeah. and, Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that's truth. that's wow. a big value yeah. in the whole trip so, and in the whole time. So. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And, you know, Mac's whole thing last summer with React, keeping it close and keeping it local and keeping it mindful of the fact that these are people that we interact with has has paid off tangibly in that um you know you got to share the story of now that you guys have gone into a specific community 
and administer to the folks there, we have our students continuing to build relationships there. Can you speak into that a little bit? Yeah, we've had, I mean, some of the kids that live in the communities that we were helping out at, um, you know, it was as much as them just playing basketball while we were working. And I told the kids, I said, it's, I, I will value it just as much to see you playing basketball with a stranger as I will to see you painting a house. Um, and it paid off uh, in, in the sense that even after our, our retreat and ever, after all of that, we had students go back to the neighborhood, pick them up and take them bowling. Wow. Um, we've had some of those kids start joining our youth group as well, mm -hmm. which has been really, really, really cool. And just it, it's one of those heartwarming things that you can't you know, you can't even teach that. You right. just, well, it's yeah. just so cool to see it happen and, and see it fester in these young people's hearts that this is a need uh, that I can I can meet. And, and when they understand that, it's a powerful mm -hmm. thing. And that the. Gospel of John, it says, show love. Mm, yeah. And that's what it counts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, I, go into the world. Amen. Preach the gospel because sometimes they can't come. You got to go get them. You amen. might be the only light for Jesus that somebody sees. Mm -hmm. Amen to that, Pastor yeah. Chris. That's for sure. I mean, I, for the, the few of us who you know, were around, we talked about, you know, our, our awakened communities coming up on two years of existence. And kind of recasting the, you know, why do we exist? Because we've got a lot of new folks come in and the, yeah, I wanted to share our heartbeat. And it's exactly that. It's our, our, our whole mission is to just go out and share the hope of Christ with people. Like if we can go out and we can bring the hope of Christ into, you know, any and every area of our community, then we're bringing the gospel, we're bringing the love, we're bringing the kindness, the caring, the mission. We're doing all that just by taking the hope of Christ everywhere we go. So it's it's exciting to hear all these amazing stories of multiple churches and multiple community uh, leaders and and folks that are going out just to love the city we live in and you know for no agenda other than the fact that we want to just bring the hope of Christ to everywhere we go. We just tend to make it so difficult sometimes, don't we? Mm -hmm. When it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Romans twelve seven reminds us: if we can serve others, we should serve. If we can teach, we should teach. It's as simple as that. Really is no no reason to muddy the waters, that's for sure. Oh man! All right, anything burning on you guys' hearts you want to want to talk about? I mean, I asked my one question and you guys answered it quite admirably. <laughs> oh, I would say I'm just going to piggyback too off of one of the things that actually a house um, one of the people that we had been helping out said, and it's been kind of you know I think that we can get discussion around it too. Uh, we worked alongside the police with this. And, you know, we asked them what's the greatest need in the community. And they said, it's not law enforcement. It's not strict strictness. It's not more, uh, more laws. It's not more, you know, us enforcing it's showing affirmation, showing mm -hmm. affection, showing kindness and love to your neighbor. Um, and you know, I think that we had even officers quoting scripture that I was like, you don't even know you're quoting scripture right now. But, um, one of the coolest things is that we walked into someone's house and we just started asking them how, how they're doing and, and just to be honest, they were having a really, really rough month. Many, many um, just family members were passing away in that in that month. And uh, and as we got to hear their story more, you know, we were sitting with a police officer in their living room and, and she just this lady said something so powerful. She said, you know, I think we we focus so much on reform. And I think this is true in faith, too. I think we focus so much on reform sometimes that we forget and we don't ever get to see anything transform. 
And so what, wow. what are you trying to reform so much? What are you trying to put in a box so much that you're stopping Jesus's and God's power to transform you? Um, and I think that that when we look at our own lives too, we can see that, right? Are you, are you a total, you know, it's works, 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 works. And it is, you know, there's works is important. Um, but at the end of the day is, is we're not following these bylaws. We're not finding this box that we need to fit in. Uh, we are working to be transformed from the inside out. Um, and I think that that's something that we are skewing even in the church today sometimes is, is, you know, we need to fix people. Um, and we're not in the business of, of painting the outside of something and making it better. We're, we're in the, we're in the business of transforming it from the inside out. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm not the, not the ramble, but Ben Stewart had this really cool quote. He said, uh, we in the church aren't in the business of strapping a kite to a caterpillar and calling it a butterfly. <laughs> um, right. That's good. I, I love it. He said, we're not in the business of doing that. Um, because that's not, it's never really going to truly be a butterfly. It needs to go through the change. Mm -hmm. It needs to go through the process. It needs to go through the transformation. Um, and it'll be glad for it on the other side. So. I mean, Jesus speaks to that and that, you know, you don't just wash the outside of the dish, right? There's that, that scripture where he talks about, it's not just about washing the outside. It's mm -hmm. about taking care of what's on the inside. Amen. And I think, I think you are right. We we sometimes stop short, you know, as pastors and as as church leaders. There are very very many times where we are all about inspiration and application, but you have to remember that you can't stop short at application because you need to work towards the transformation. Like the transformation is the, you know, the the representation that you've taken to heart, whatever inspiration you've gotten and you you've applied it. And, and done all that, but like, you know, the transformation should take place. I think, I think Mac, you nailed it, um, in that regard. You got it, homie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been nailing it in every regard. And in my opinion, just, <laughs> I got education over here tonight. <laughs> this is awesome. We're just glad to be here. I mean, come on. Let's, That's always good to have you guys. I mean, we can just talk about anything. Yeah. Well, you know, let's uh, look at these two guys and it's two two real people, right? I think a lot of times the, the folks that stand in the front of the church, uh, there's a perception sometimes that you're different or it's easier for you. But I, I know, Chris, you're a, a husband and a, a father and you work a full-time job and Mac, you're a full-time student, right? And uh, Part-time student, but full-time. Yeah. Full-time employee, part-time student. How do you... How do you balance it? And you know, how do you how do you balance everything in your world and still find a way to keep God focused and relevant in your lives? I don't sleep. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's got to kick me out of his office because I always tend to walk in there when he's trying to do something spiritual. I uh, it, it's it's interesting. You know, it's really interesting because you know, Max Max word. He's talked a lot about his word is just that. You know, I like the abide, so I'm going to say abide. Um, but the word that that's been on, on my heart lately that a lot of people have been asking me about is Sabbath. And I think the reason, um, at times I can sort of do is because I really try to find that time that I can be in rhythm with God. Um, I think about Sabbath as being more than just like that day where I stop everything I'm doing and I rest. I think about it as being, and the whole narrative of creation that God established rhythm, that he worked and then he rested. And when you get in rhythm with God, 
you begin to develop the understanding of how this works best to keep him at the forefront of our thoughts. It's not easier because I'm the pastor. There are some days it's actually more difficult. I'm sure. Um, because, you know, you hear stories and you pray with people and, and you go through life and you do all these things. And there's there's so much pressure weighing down on you that that if you don't find the rhythm to stay in in relationship with God and breathing in when 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 you need to breathe in and breathing out when you need to breathe out then it becomes um it can become lackluster it can become mundane but like when you find the rhythm it, it, it's so much more joy filled it's so much more meaningful um but it's taken a long time so like and I I've been thinking about it a lot lately is how do I stay in that rhythm with God mm-hmm. and I I go back to Rob Bell actually like you know I think Rob Bell nailed it with with one of his Numa videos he explained it years ago um yeah, it was a long time ago. Now I'm going to show my age. Uh, that the rhythm of God is kind of like an orchestra. That when you play in rhythm, you know it, it's the song of God that He has been playing since before the foundations of the earth. That when we recognize the song and we join into the song, we enter into the rhythm with God. And Rob talked about like just think about this orchestra. It's big. It's beautiful. It's eclectic. But you're a part of the orchestra. You're a part of the song, and get in rhythm with it. Get in rhythm with God, and and rest in that fullness of God's eternal shalom. And um, so, you know, I, I think about that when I get up in the morning. Like, how am I going to be in rhythm with God today? How am I going to walk with 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 Jesus? And I love Fritz. I'm going to call you out, but I love heartfelt jesus centered interruption so anytime you need to come in and, and interrupt keep doing it man because uh, i think those are some sometimes that spur on good good opportunities to find out how i need to be back in rhythm with oh, god yeah you don't know what a what a delicacy it is for me to to sit you know aside mac and then you're just down the hall it's great man <laughs> it's awesome and we we've sparked up some pretty uh, amazing conversations yeah and I think you have to understand, you have to allow a space. You have to be interruptible. Mm-hmm. Right. right. We have to be interruptible if, if we want to learn how to rest truthfully. But I just think that we overarching what you just, you know, you asked, like, how do you balance? Um, and I think we have to acknowledge, first off, that we are in a time where I believe we're at the fastest pace that life's ever been at. I say it all the Amen time to that. I think that social media, I think that our phones, I think that all of that has created a pace of life that we feel like we have to be in uh, to be successful. And so what we have is this weird dichotomy where we have busyness being attractive. Mm, yeah. And I, I think that it's a, a horrible trap to get sucked into. And you, and you can, you know, honestly, we sat down at a table with a men's group one time and all the guys were kind of explaining their job and telling them what they did. And, and we also don't realize how much we focus our identity based on how we work. I just had a really, my best friend actually was in Hawaii and he was unemployed for the first time ever for a month. And he said, do you know how hard it is to talk to someone when you don't have a job? Wow. How do you introduce yourself to someone when you don't have a job? Hi, I'm, I'm Mac and I have no identity. Exactly. And so how much of your identity do you think is rooted in your work? Because that can be a problem. Um, and, and we have to know where our identity fully lies, right? Um, but so this busyness being an attractive asset is something that I feel like we have to get out of. We have to get out of that mindset a bit because busyness is, is there's, a gift, there's a gift to busyness, but there's also a, a side to busyness that we all know. There's that burnout side. There's that side that can make you not you. Um, and so I, I really valued one of the guys in the group after everybody just told about their job, he said, 
Um, I work here and here. And to be honest with you, um, my job is not super. Um, it, he said it's kind of relaxed. And I know that's not the popular answer, but it's kind of relaxed. And I really enjoy it that way. And I thought, wow, isn't it crazy that we feel like sometimes if we're not busy, then we're not productive. If we're not busy, then we're not worthy. If we're not busy, then we're not truly being who we're supposed to be. Um, and so understanding that there is some points in time where just busyness is busyness because you have to be in it. Um, but not to seek being busy for the sake of telling someone, hey, mm. I'm busy because that does not define success in my eyes. Um, and I just kind of uh, one of the things you're funny about being interruptible. I was telling someone the other day that sometimes I go. Uh, and I'll, I'll do work on my Fridays and Saturdays. I actually do a lot of my work at like coffee shops and stuff. And I'm technically off on Fridays and Saturdays, but I just feel like a lot of my creative time happens there. And I kind of go in environments where I hope that a distraction runs into me. Mm-hmm. I hope that wow, a conversation, yeah. I hope a conversation sparks that I didn't expect. And I hope that it almost takes me, um, out of the work that I'm doing. And I, I, because I'm testing myself. Can I be distracted? Can I be in the moment? Can I serve those around me in the midst of serving something else for the future? Uh, Because I think those are all things too. And then one of the other things I wanted to just touch on uh, is that importance of knowing how you rest. Uh, Yeah, our schedules are busy and crazy. And when when you balance school and life and uh, working in a church and and, and kind of the fact that a lot of what you do working in a church goes home mentally with you Mm -hmm. and goes home in your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how do you balance all of that stuff? And it's understanding how you rest. And I, I'm, I'm a person who rests with people. And so I know if I, if I'm not planning, um, a day in, in my week or two where I'm, I'm finding a friend to actively just have a good conversation with, sit down and have lunch with, um, or, or be in that type of environment, then I'm not going to feel rested. I'm going to feel restless. And Mm. I know that, um, when I'm restless, I don't usually respond how I should. Um, and so all, all of those, all of those are really, really important. And and you talked about being in rhythm and, and whatnot. And I gave a message on rhythm a long time ago, but I just feel like, uh, finding those times, finding those places to where you can rest, where you have kind of disciplined yourself to be in rhythm, because what it really does is it points your eyes back to the metronome. And that's how you all stay on rhythm. That's how the orchestra stays on rhythm. That's the, what's the, the metronome is that rhythm of, of God that is beating in your life in a consistency. And if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then when circumstances change, there's still going to be something with that same rhythm. Yeah. yeah. And if you focus on it, if you look back at the metronome, if you look back at what Christ is doing, I do believe you'll find that rhythm again and find that rest. Um, but it takes slowing down, and that's something our culture is not really, really tough well, to do, man. That's I think for you sure. should, with that busyness and everything else, and you schedule this, this, and this. Yeah. I think rest should be on that schedule. Yes, we. I. I, <laughs> I that's true. I mean. It, 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 I mean, I have to schedule dates with my wife. Like if I want to, if I want to have time with my wife, I have to schedule that. If I want to have time with my kids, I have to schedule that, which, you know, it's crazy that, that you do have to schedule things, Mm -hmm. but like, you're absolutely right. You need to schedule time for rest, you know, in this a hundred hour work weeks that people are, are doing, like, where do you find rest? You got to prioritize it over other things. And Mm -hmm. you will, I was going to say, you will fill your calendar. Absolutely. If you have an opening, you will fill it. Yeah, you bet. I, you know, I came out of college and I was like, gosh, I'm going to have more time now that I don't have this, this, and this. And the second I acknowledged where I had time, 
I found something to fill it very quickly. Right. I remember my um, my mentor transitioning from being a youth pastor into a pastor. And so when you take on new roles and new responsibilities, obviously there's some parts of it that you're not used to. And so you have openings because you haven't filled them. And it was very rested and relaxed in the beginning. And he said, yeah, but I just kind of know that, you know, after long enough, I'm going to fill that time. And I remember taking away from that, that we do. And, and I see it among uh, students. I see it among volunteers. And you can see it in those seasons where numbers drop anywhere, whether it's in ministry, whether it's uh, in, in sales, anywhere, right? It's that people get into a rhythm and then they add more on. Because when you're in rhythm, we think, okay, there's something I, I can yeah. do more. Right. Yeah. And I can do more. And We're I can all do creative more. individuals and we, and we depend on that rhythm creatively. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my wife fusses at me all the time because I'll come home to get some rest, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'll be sitting there thinking about what I could accomplish while I'm resting. So I grab the <laughs> laptop and pull it over and I start researching gear for, <laughs> yep. the, for the Wesley or something like that. And it just gives me that look like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, uh, yeah. I've found and I'm hearing you talk about this, uh, this concept of being busy, a couple things. You want to remember when multitasking became something mm. that we were proud to put on a resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but the other thing, we talked about Bibles in the beginning of, uh, of the show today, and, and that was something that was weighing on me pretty heavily recently because I recognized that I was trying to use the Bible app. Right. I'm trying to, to look at that. But the next thing you know, ding, there's a message. Ding, there's an email. Mm. Ding, there's a notification. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, I had to change my approach. And I recognized that pretty quickly that I've got to intentionally carve out the time yeah. where I'm going to leave that phone over here, where I'm going to mm-hmm. leave the screens in the other room. I'm going to walk away uh, and, and make it a commitment to yeah. spend that time. That's why I like yes, a traditional amen. leaf Bible, man. I just, oh, God, yeah. you got to. Put the phone in the other room. Absolutely. Because you will be interrupted. Yes, you will. Promise you. You know what's funny is Mac and I last year, no, it was this year, the beginning of this year, (laughs) January, we're like, hey, we're going to read through the whole Bible on the Bible app. I don't how, think we made it through. I don't think we made you. it through January. I'm on day 55. Yeah, uh, just, you got farther than I did. I think I'm on like 44. I could like, I could hear Chris from the other room going, "Talk on it." I'm four <laughs> days behind in my reading. Yeah. Well, uh, so I, we got to this point where we where we gave up on the on the app. But the reality <laughs> is, is that I don't think either one of us gave up on the Bible. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly as Joe is saying, is any anything that can become a distraction will become a distraction. Absolutely. Any opportunity that let's let's call it what it is that the enemy has to pull our eyes off of Jesus mm-hmm. and His Word, he's going to do that because my phone does not ding when I'm on it for no reason, <laughs> but when I'm trying to read the Bible or I'm trying it to does. do something productive, boom. Yep, like it happened to me today. Right, we're all creative individuals and we're all electronically ADD, and right. it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, so the idea, you know, with everything we're saying, you know, finding the Bible, like all of it is like, how do we, how do we create a way where our life orbits around Jesus? I, I, I used a long time ago, the idea of a bike spoke that at the center of the bike spoke is that, that little um, hub where all of the, all the spokes go to the frame of the wheel around it that like. Jesus is the is the central hub and all of the the little spokes are the many things that happen in our life and then the outer 
shell is uh, that, that that holds the tire up that that's us that if we keep Jesus at the center of who we are then he touches all of these different aspects of our life it's not going hey i'm going to put Jesus first and then the, no it's like Jesus in this and Jesus in this and mm-hmm. Jesus in this right. so that our whole life orbits around him so that when we recognize we're out of rhythm or we're not doing what then he's going hey 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 slow down Come back to me. Focus on me. I will give you rest. I will give you peace. I will give you joy. I will give you fulfillment where you're trying to find that and all these other things. And he's going, I, I can give it to you in, in excess. Mm-hmm. I am so bad about that. And sometimes I have to go back and repent. And I go, Father, I, I should have just asked you about that right out the gate. Uh-huh. And you know, you of, just think, I'm not, I'm not going to bother Father with that. I can I think one of our biggest that. problems, that uh, this just came to me, I think one of our biggest problems is that we're trading great for good. Ooh. That Jesus offers us great, but we're settling for what's good. good in this world. It's not even that we're settling for what's bad. We're settling for what's good, but yet Jesus is offering us great. And wow. I, yeah, just to touch on too, um, I think that you know we just talked about a lot of... Um, of what do we have to do to kind of receive? And I, I, we have to remember that we don't provide it. We are not the providers of rest. Right. Right. We are not the providers of grace. We are no. not the providers of that provision is something that God has promised us. Mm-hmm. And so understand that his promise is true. Understand that he will provide all that you're asking, but you've got a responsibility in that and it's preparation, right? And it's positioning. Are you in a position to receive it? Uh, are you positioning yourself in the place to receive it? Um, because like we said, the schedule will be filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be filled right. with good or you can fill it with a, posi- you can position yourself for great. You can position yourself uh, in those areas. And I think too, I was, re- we were reading with our leadership team in the, in the youth group about Moses and something that really stuck out to me is that Moses doesn't think that he can do the things God has called him to do because of his ability. He says, I'm not able, I'm not a good enough speaker. I don't know if they'll believe me. I don't think that uh, I need Aaron. I need someone to help. Uh, all of those things. And God doesn't call you to be able. He calls you to be available. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so the question is, are you available? And, and you look at your busyness, and that's what's going to dictate that. Yep. You know, are you uh, available? As people, we can justify anything. You yeah. know, it's, it's easy to, to, to rationalize mm-hmm. and justify out whatever's going on. And, yeah. you know, I think uh, one of you just mentioned, it's about seeing Jesus in, right? Yeah whatever it is that you're doing. And, you know, speaking as a, as a father, I've got a, you know, a couple young kids and for a long time, the justification for not being in the word every day and, and, and having that time is, well, I'm, I'm busy. I've got kids. They need my attention. Yeah. And, you know, something that Liz and I have been very focused on lately is finding that intentional time in the morning. We're drinking our coffee instead of trying to get rid of James, bringing James into that with us. And maybe he's not reading a Bible, right? But letting him see us sit there and read our Bible, read our devotional while he does something. Absolutely. Take it in. Yep. You know, and it's, it's to to your point, it's about making sure that you're positioning yourself in Mm -hmm. a way that you can receive that. And, you know, the, and the truth too, is I think for us who've got young kids and for anybody out there, who's got young kids, so much more is going to be caught than we'll ever be taught. You know, my my kid is going to catch me with my Bible. My kid is going to catch me in the way that I talk about the church and the Mm -hmm. way that I talk about my relationship with Jesus, just as much as I'm going to sit there and read, you know, their little Jesus storybook Bible to them, you know, and it's cool that like I've, I've been there and I've read the entire thing cover to cover to both my daughters and they've heard the stories and, 
you know, for a season, I read Adam and Eve every night for weeks. <laughs> like, can we go on to the next story? But like, <laughs> the reality becomes that you know they're going to catch it right. more than than I'm ever going to teach it. So it's it's nice to know that you know even in the midst of all of this, God is gracious with knuckleheads like us that you know <sighs> our kids are going to catch it. But you're absolutely right, Joe. That like I want my kid to look at me and 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 see it. I, I think it was Rick Warren who was talking about how he wants to be the grandfather that when his grandkids come in and sit in his lap and he he he, he just snuggles with his kids that the thing they know about him is that that they're going to be like grandpa read me a bible story because he's that guy who's sitting in that chair mm -hmm. with his bible open and i'm like i want to be that kind of dad i want to be that kind of grandfather god willing maybe even that that kind of great grandfather that my kids come up and they snuggle in my lap and they're like god dad just 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 tell me about Jesus. Just tell me about God. Read a Bible story to me. And that's I can live in the legacy. Right? I mean, like that's, yeah, that's what I want to look like. Paying it yeah. forward. Going back to the Bible app thing you were talking about. I tried it. Can't do it. <laughs> I have to read it. Yep. And um, I think it was Charles Stanley that I uh, learned that um, when you pray, you speak out so you can hear it. So I took that to reading the Bible as well. Mm -hmm. And... I've been doing it for probably about two years now, and it's, I'm sure it's made a difference. Oh, so you read the Bible aloud yes. to yourself? Yep. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I think it's Revelation that says that, you know, you should read this out loud because when you do, there's a blessing inherent within it. Um, obviously, I think that was contextually John saying that to those who read that letter to hmm. the churches yeah. that it went to. But I think it I think it's about hearing the word. Right. I mean, I think it translates that like there is a blessing that comes to us when we read it and yeah. we hear it and we meditate mm -hmm. on it and, and we know it. I mean, we, the scriptures are telling us to store them up within our hearts. I mean, what did Jesus do when he was tempted? He quoted scripture. Like mm -hmm. all, You see that throughout the Bible that like it becomes the weapon in which we, we you know, this is how we literally fight our battles. It's the weapon that we use. This is how we fight our battles. <laughs> so start that. singing some Michael love W. Smith. It's a good song, too. I love uh -huh. that song. I blame it on Mac. I think you introduced me to that song. <laughs> <laughs> Mac and I have some good times up there in the office. Sometimes you go, hey, man, this guy just, just dropped this new song. Check it out. It'll be on. You hear doors slamming all around the office. <laughs> but that's okay. Fritz has got that mega speaker on his... Uh, his computer too. So. I think it's pretty awesome. What else do you expect from the technical director? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, right. Jeez. Bam. And I really like that, man. I this is uh really blessed me tonight, just learning about the rhythm of God, finding the rhythm, being in rhythm mm -hmm. with the Father. Mm -hmm. And being that we're all creative souls. You know, you know when you're disjointed, you know when you're out of that rhythm almost immediately. Yeah, it's tough when when you're out of it. And then it sometimes can be difficult to get back into it. It is. And I, I agree with Mac, who, you know, you got to find what um, what refreshes you, what fills you back up. And for him being around people, mm -hmm. for you know, you could take it to the extroverts who, you know, they get their creative uh, energies from other people to the introverts who who find it in solitude and reflection. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an extroverted introvert, so I <laughs> I can I can dip a toe in both worlds. But like you got to find the way you rest. You got to find the way you get refilled so you can get back in that rhythm. That was a nice ad advertisement for his uh, testimony i think that was the name of his i think testimony. that was the name of it it yeah. was as a matter couple, of fact couple episodes back and i find myself too when i'm disjointed or out of the will of god or not within rhythm i find my things that frustrate me 
that wouldn't normally bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's uh, it's important because I've I've found myself out of the rhythm. Of course, we all have, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody out there is listening. I hope that uh, maybe feels out of rhythm right now. It's important to remember and to hear that there's nothing going on in your life that God doesn't know about mm-hmm. right now. Amen. And there is nothing God wants more than for you to step back into rhythm with Him. Yeah. So. You know, sometimes we, we stay away because we feel so ashamed mm-hmm. or so guilty about yeah. what we've done. But, man, the only thing he wants us to do is open our hearts and yeah. step right back Call in. Call out to him. Joe, you're preaching, man. Feel, Bring yeah. it. I feel I a little it, bit, right, man. I feel a little place, too, because you guys were just talking. You know, we talked about busyness and we talked about getting out of the rhythm through busyness. But we have to understand that it, it, a lot of that's because we've lost that art of being still. Mm-hmm. And, wow. uh, you know, I'm not in music. Uh, I don't play any instruments or whatnot. But I know that if you want to find rhythm, sometimes you've got to, like, stop and listen and get back into it. That's probably the um, hardest verse in the Bible for a man, though, is be still. Oh, my gosh. God. Yeah. But but no one wants to, to stop. No. To be back in rhythm. They want to just kind of find their way back in. And so they'll mess around until they find their way back in. And when it says uh, jumping back to what you said about uh, status, I mean, it's so important to especially yeah. us men, you know, yeah. talking about how busy we are. That's yep. a form of status, you know. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned be still, and we've talked about how do you keep Jesus-centered. And Mac, I know you uh, you wear the rubber band on your wrist, and I, I carry a lot of these little pocket reminders that I've been fiddling with the whole night. And yeah. one of them that I have is actually that psalm, be still. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on what kind of psalm day I'm feeling. But, uh, awesome. there, there we go. You know, but sometimes it's nice to pull that out of the pocket and just be reminders. reminded. Yeah. Take a moment. Amen. It's, That's why I put my Awaken stickers all over everything. And yeah. I could just... I, I, there's nowhere I can look. I can't see one. Yeah. I joke. I joke that you have to have like, those little quirks to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always, every time that someone shares like, this is mine. Uh, like did you just said, shared yours, Joe. I was like, that's so cool. And it sounds crazy. I live next to a cemetery, right? I, I did and in college. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and my, you know, my friends will be like, does that spook you? Does that freak you out? No, we had, um, a, we had Grace. That was the biggest tombstone right there. <laughs> We'd stop by and see her. <laughs> I joke around, too. They always say, have you met your neighbors? And they say, I'm going to wait a little while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But, That's um, good. No, but, but I said, you know what it does is that I get recentered most mornings and most afternoons when I pull into my driveway or leave it because there's someone out there usually visiting um, or there's someone out there laying flowers or there's someone out there putting on, putting mm-hmm. a teddy bear down. Um, and you've got to find those moments that hit your heart to the point where you have to be still. Wow. Because I, I, I will wake up and say, oh my gosh, there's so much I have to do today. This is stressful. Mm-hmm. And I'll walk out that door and I'll see two people visiting mm-hmm. and I'll say, okay, today's going to be okay. You know, and, yep. and you slow down and you yeah. think, uh, and, and, and if you get too wrapped up in, in, in yourself, and what you've got going on, and you don't slow down and, and be still in what he wants for you and what he wants to have going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had to check myself at the door a few times. Yeah. Man, I get get busy at the church and everything, and I'm, I'm missing the yeah. the subtle things. That's why I'm so yeah. glad that we started the Bible study. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. God, that's huge. Well, it's, you know, we we have a tendency of, you know, trading, I guess, productive for busy. And maybe one of the questions we might need to ask ourselves is, am I being productive or am I being busy? Because mm-hmm. it will help keep us aligned uh, that we can, okay, I'm just being busy to be busy. Like I need to stop being busy for busyness sakes because our identity a lot of the time for, especially for the, the men in our culture is to be a producer, to be a provider, to be productive. But are we actually trading productivity for busyness? 
And I don't I don't think that we're going to get ourselves any better or any further along just by being busy for busy's sake. Because mm. how many times have any of us been around? It's like, oh, man, how are you doing? Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, and we wear it like a badge of honor. Like, yeah. I want to be like, are you productive, yeah, productive, productive? Exactly. Busy, but good. Good's busy, right? And I'll own that because I'll steady be busy. But uh, am, am I consulting God in my productivity or right. am I just being busy on my own accord? You know, I come up with ideas. Let's go, 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 go. You know, I, do I consult the father about those ideas? You know, and I've been convicted about that. <laughs> you know, so. Well, we had a, you and I had a very minor conversation around some of that the other day. Yeah. We don't need to go into it, but it's it's there. I think behind the scenes, yeah. we do have to keep those things in mind as well. Amen. So. The end of the day, it's his church. Amen. Amen. He's going to lead it. We just have to be willing to follow. Wow, guys. Session uh, 220. It's kind of funny that it ended up on an even number. There you go. Does that mean anything to anybody? 220? Hmm. I don't know. There's an odd number of us in here tonight. Ah, 22 ah. is my favorite number. I just paid for a bill today that was 2222 as well. And now we're at 220. Kind yep. of crazy. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> Problem is you can't you can't win if you don't play. So 50 50 uh. chance that you either win or you don't, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't win if you don't play. <laughs> I don't, does a wow. word touch on that? I don't know. Uh, there, there is some gambling that yeah. takes place in the Bible, but it I, usually doesn't ever turn out well. No, right. It does not. <laughs> so same in, same in today's world. Yeah. I seem mm-hmm. to recall some tables flying. Yes. About some money changers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we can come back and talk about that at a later date in time. I hope you guys do come back. It's of it's course. getting really, it's going to get ready to get very busy because it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> But maybe I can have you guys back uh, yeah. before Christmas. I would love for you to come and recap the Slaying the Giants series and then talk about more what you're getting into towards Christmas. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. You know, and, and Fritz, I just want to want to remind everybody, again, uh, 104 countries around the world, for those listening, if yes. you're curious about Awakened Church Claremont or what Pastor Chris and Mac have to share, please uh, log in on Facebook, uh, Awakened Church Claremont. We stream live every single week. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, Amen. Send, a, send, send us a note on Facebook. Send us a private message, any prayer requests, but uh, yep. stop in. We would love it. We would love to share and, and be a part of your story as you get to be a part of our story. Amen. And if you can't remember that and you have questions either for Mac or Chris, you know, drop us a line, GodStoriesRadio at Gmail. Dot com. If you'd like to be on the show, it's God Stories Radio Tina at gmail.com. She does the booking. Me and Mikey are incapable. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I'll we, own that. I'll own that. Maybe we take you up and uh, in the future we come back and do one of those whole uh, you ask for it kind of nights and let people write some questions in. And we uh, come in and do what we can and just try to. We'll pre promote that and yeah. just uh, we'll have a hoopla. We'll have some fun. A hoopla. Maybe we'll bring Bo in here and do some campfire stuff or something. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, it could be, be a great. real good time. Yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah, just uh, before you close us out, just uh, back to that call to action. We'd love to see uh, your stories, your pictures from around the world of uh, how you serve or any anything else you'd like to share. Shoot it to GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com, and we'd love to get that up on Facebook. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Joe's killing it over here. All right. Yeah, yeah really. Just, uh, uh, how about the, anybody wants to give their testimony? Yeah, one of these days. You're getting little pieces of it here uh-huh. and there. He just wanted it. to see if you remembered the email is what it was. Ah, right. that's what it is. Oh. So we want you. We want your testimony. So, again, uh, GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And, again, a testimony. Uh, we would love to have you here. You could call. We can do a, a call 
We can uh, we can read it if you write it for us. We've done that a few times too. Sure have. So uh, even a stint, a God thing in the day. I mean, some of those are pretty pretty awesome as well. So you know, and Mike, let me let me just jump in there for a second, if you don't mind. As somebody newer to to speaking with you here in the room, a lot of times folks hear that word, you know, share your testimony, and they they feel like suddenly gosh, that's not me. I don't have anything mm. to share. And we, we hear about the two by four moments and everything else. But Mac and I were having a, a conversation, geez, I guess about two weeks ago. And the reality is that everything in your life is your testimony. Mm-hmm. God's given you everything you've got. And there doesn't have to be that profound moment that that you think, I don't have anything that that's good enough to share. Come we, on in, sit down. a lot. Talk with these guys, right? Mike and Tina and Fritz, they do a great job of just talking you through your life. And it's amazing how many folks find their testimony just through sitting down and talking. You got that right. You'll be amazed, too, that when you start saying your testimony out loud, like you said about Scripture, how much you start to see God being written Mm -hmm. all over it. Absolutely. Um, Sometimes you just got to actually start Everyone has a testimony. God gives you your testimony. Yours is unique as to the next person. So you may not think that you have one, but the one that you have is what God gave you. And then there's someone out there that needs to be encouraged and comforted through it. So we'd like to hear from you. We're going to have Mr. Tommy Moore in here in a couple of weeks. And if you don't know Tommy, he heads up the uh, Celebrate Recovery at FUMC. And I've been trying to get this brother in here for a long time. So I... Well, it's, no, going to, it's going to be in person, it's right? It's going to be great. Yes, it is. Because uh, I think we read his uh, I want to thank Pastor Don for giving him the night off. Uh, so that he could come in and give the testimony. And we got a big Celebrate Recovery conference we're hosting at the church uh, next month in November. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great. And if you don't know what uh, Celebrate Recovery is, stay tuned. <laughs> Amen. Uh, those are my peeps, man. Love them. We've hey. given our testimony there. That's where Remember first that? I met. It was like five years ago, like four or five years ago. Probably longer than that. Yeah, it was a, a long time back. Probably six to seven. Yeah, they, yeah. S- they started our chapter seven years ago because uh, Dawn started it when I started on staff. Yep, because uh, Pastor Dawn came in and gave her testimony, and I, I don't. It was early on. It was like in, a, in a, I think the forties or something like that. Yeah, in the forties, and she invited us to come and meet you and Trish went. That's right. We hers was in the thirties because I think wasn't her age or her birth date or something yes, when she it came. It was in? her birthday, and she was a certain age. I think that age is her. The is number her she's number? On. Yeah. And uh, I think we're session 41, something like that, that, you know, he told us to take it on the road and that opportunity came up and we gave it at CR. Man, what a, what a great time. And I've still got that recording around here somewhere. So I might go back and listen to that. (laughs) I haven't given my testimony in a while. Well, all right. I want to thank everybody that's uh, been hanging out on Mixler with us. Um, Liz, thank you for hanging out with us. I see, I see my wife on there. Uh, Hi, she Tina. is on there. Hope you're feeling okay, babe. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. What a great one to dial into tonight, man. I could I could just go on for another hour with these guys. I mean, I never get tired of talking. So have you guys back really soon when you're not too busy. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, I see what you did. Hashtag I see what you did just too. saying. Uh-huh. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for session 220. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm still not Tina. God bless you. God bless. This is how I fight my battles. This table. Oh, 
like a 